Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Take your seats and open up your minds. Today, we're going to be covering The Mothman. I am your host, Alex, and today we have a special guest on, Ethan. He is the subject matter expert, as I would say, in The Mothman uh, topic, the cryptid, the mystery. Ethan, thank you for coming on. Glad to be here. Hello. and i know i called you the expert and everything like that i call you the expert because i'm not gonna lie i'm not too knowledgeable on the mothman that's why i asked you to please come on to the show and tell us a little bit more a little bit more about it so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first um so the way i got introduced into cryptozoology for the most part i was looking at say bigfoot and i'd be like i don't know if it's real or not i'll I'll, I don't make a decision yet, but then I found a certain YouTube channel, Bob Gimlin, and it really got me into cryptozoology, and I started doing my own research and all that, and I like to do it in, like, in a really scientific manner, too, um, and I thought, these are a lot of good ideas. I'd love to share them with everyone, so eventually that got me to make my the ASP Foundation, which is a parody of the SCP Foundation, because they're also <laughs> fairly scientific. Yep. Um, yep, so we look at a wide range of stuff we'll like we'll go as far as theology if we need to um but for right now the main focus is cryptids and so eventually um i got to mothman and i took me a while to actually start researching mothman because that's another one where i was like on and off about it there was a lot of spiritual connotation behind it and all that um but eventually i did get to it and it was very interesting so what kind of drove you to the Mothman? Now, you said Bigfoot. I, I love Bigfoot. That's like one of my favorite cryptids. Um, I like to believe that Bigfoot is real. I'm not a skeptic. I do think he's out there. Um, and I'm almost kind of like you. That's kind of what drew me into maybe some of these other cryptids. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not any expert. But whenever there's a Bigfoot story, I love hearing it. Um, but for you, it was almost like that's that's kind of the stepping stone that brought you into the world of cryptids was that was that Bigfoot. And then you found the Mothman. Uh, yes, I th- I'd say I looked at a lot of cryptids before I actually got to Mothman. Um, but there's a few that I kind of like dismissed before getting there. So I looked at I know Bigfoot was obviously first. I spent most of my time on that. Um, but eventually I did get to cave crawlers. Um, and that's a big one. People don't know much about it, but there's a lot of like, if you look out into the world, there's a lot of ways that it's been still put out into the world. Like, have you ever heard of the rake? Um, if you ever heard of flesh gates, if you ever heard of even, even it's within our own mind, I'd say, uh, survival instinct has been built up to such a point that it's our main way of driving fear. So we'd make things like SCP-96 would make Golem from Lord of the Rings. That's essentially what it looks like. And it's this is pretty scary. But so I covered that. I'd cover the Megalodon. And I was like, uh, so stuff like the Megalodon and Jackalope. I'm pretty sure I was like, uh, found explanations for why people think they exist and if they do exist or whatever. I've done a lot of research on all the three I just named. But for the Mothman, there was just this, when I made my video on it, it t- took a lot of, research so it started off with me hearing these people talk about point pleasant having the mothman and just the design of it really drew me in the big glowing red eyes the 
giant wings and it's a this black creature that can fly and it's man-shaped it was just very interesting aesthetically and a lot of the stories were kind of interesting to me um so that kind of definitely drew me in um so it was one of my favorite cryptids even though for the longest time i didn't really believe in it i was kind of like half and half on if it would be real or not but then when i started to cover it i looked into it some more and i found various ways where it could be real more scientific approach to it um not that i dismiss anything that's of the spiritual nature but it's less easy to prove and it's less likely a lot of the time um and a lot of people were essentially associating it with bridge demon from another dimension or the pagan worshipers or whatever caused it to exist um and that kind of put me off the topic because i was like okay well there's not much merit in that personally um but then i started to see a lot of other people make reports of mothman even outside point pleasant i was like this might be something worth looking into and then i found maybe almost a thousand reports on mothman on various places and that's about when i started my research and did everything okay so when did when did the mothman first appear what year um, it's hard to say a pin on it because there are some people who said it's always been there. There are some people who associate it with the, um, indigenous Thunderbirds, I think is the name. Um, and they say that's Mothman. There are people who said in the 1800s, there was this rock that they called the devil's teacup, I believe. And they essentially said, oh, you went there and saw Satan and it sucked my soul out. And people thought that was Mothman. But I think the the common reports where like it really started up was 1950 is the oldest one I could find of the modern way we see Mothman. And the 1960s was when it all kind of like kicked off in Point Pleasant. Yeah, it's it's weird that you say that, too, that like it was even before the 1950s that it was said to be around because from what my knowledge was, it was like, that's, that's the start date of this thing. And that's why it was one of those questions that I asked you is that to me, that's what it was. So I was wondering if, yeah, again, if you knew of anything else prior to that, and it seems like it, like what you were saying, it, it's always been around to some people or like, you know, that's the belief um, is right there. So that's, that's really interesting that I, I didn't know that this thing was around even before the 1950s. Now, it started in the fifties, but I feel like this is one of those things where it just kind of died off. It was only around for like, or the hype of it was only around for a couple of years. Correct. Um, that's what most people think that it was in point pleasant in the sixties. And then that was it. But I've gotten a lot of reports and I found out there's been a recent rash of sightings from 2011 to even like recently, 2020, 2021, 2022. Um, there's this, been this big thing in Chicago, uh, O'Hare National Airport specifically, where a lot of people are seeing the Mothman. And I found reports around the states around Lake Michigan, and I even found one as far as Colorado. So it's kind of like everywhere, and people don't realize that. I didn't realize that until I saw the Chicago reports. And it's like, I think even to this day, it's still um, getting reports from Chicago. That's really interesting because that I didn't know that either. I thought this was one of the <laughs> I thought this was one of those things where it was only around for a couple of years and then it's totally disappeared. I did not know that even today there was even sightings. But this is more of like a North American 
uh, type of cryptid. It's not really found anywhere else in the world, correct? Or is this? Are there other reports of this um, this creature or this cryptid in other countries? As far as I can tell, it is just centered in this like smallish area in North America. Because with Bigfoot, you have all the variants: Yeti, Alma, Siawi, Yaren. With again cave crawlers, which I talked about there in like Russia and Australia, I think, as well as North America. But with Mothman, it seems to be just centered around Lake Michigan and Point Pleasant. And again, the furthest one I could find was Colorado. Um, so it's just kind of that little bubble. But that's just my research because I looked through these 600 reports I found, but there could be more out there that I'm just missing. Because I kind of, after the 600 or whatever it was, I kind of just started to give up. And I'm like, all right, that's enough <laughs> looking into this. <laughs> But they, it, it could be other places, but as far as I have found, it seems to be just centered in this spot around North America, Lake Michigan, that sort of area. Well, so you you bring up the uh, the Bigfoot and the Yeti, and like how there's different variants of that. Now, is it entirely possible that there could be different variants of the Mothman and its appearance? Like it doesn't because now. I'll just ask you this question too. Like what exactly does the Mothman look like? Because again, like what I was saying, could it not be that there's different variants, different like colors and shapes? Cause the Yeti, the Bigfoot, they look different. They're how they stand. Everything is a little bit different. So maybe there are other reports in countries um, of the Mothman. It's just, that's not what they call it. Now I'm not hundred percent sure on like every single cryptid. So I don't know if to, I don't know if there's another cryptid that is like the Mothman that it could be a mistaken for it if that makes sense. Yeah, no, cryptids get confused all the time. People will see the Windigo and that could be related to the Rake and there's just a bunch of different names and they can look very different. Um, I'm not sure about in other countries, but that's very much possible. But I know at least in North America, the one that I've been looking at, it has um, it has had multiple descriptions kind of. Because the coloring of the Mothman itself can be black, but it can also be gray, it can be brown, that's kind of the range, black, gray, brown. Mm -hmm. And with the eyes, I remember seeing that, um, so it mainly has red eyes, right, the glowing red eyes, but it's been described to have yellow eyes, orange eyes, and I've even like seen a few reports saying green eyes, which is, um, so there are some variations just in the reports themselves. But I think the main sort of description would be red eyes, a black coloration, membrious wings, that sort of thing. The one thing that I haven't completely pinned down is does it have like an extra pair of arms on top of the wings or not? But I'm assuming it doesn't just because that makes more sense for a creature. Interesting. Okay. Now I, so you're saying that it might have a set of arms or it may not have a set of arms because of the wings. Yes, yeah, so I essentially what I what I concluded was it was a lot like a bat. It had an evolutionary line, and it was similar to the bat, and that's kind of what I was assuming. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are artist depictions of it having arms, like half of the drawings have arms, and a lot of reports say angel-like, um, and there's some that say man-like, right? And the it's just the statue i remember in point pleasant also has arms and they interviewed some people to figure out that um but they also said they took reference from a bodybuilder so maybe that's where they got the arms from for the statue mm. 
And yep. there's no actual, like, I looked very hard. There's no, not one report that mentions arms. They just say angel-like, man-like. There's not one report that says arms. So it's, I'm I'm just going to say it doesn't have arms just because that makes more sense atomically for a creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because, well, I'm going to ask you in just a second, but, like, it's weird to think that it, what exactly is the Mothman? Like, is it a man? Is it like an alien creature? Is it like an evolutionary like thing? Is it like a government abomination? So I guess my next question for you is what is your theory behind the Mothman? How did it come to be? And I guess, yeah, let's just start with that one. How do you, how do you think the Mothman came to be? Or what do you think the Mothman actually is? Well, the way I was introduced to Mothman, the original uh, kind of consensus was, oh, it's an omen or it's a demon and it's come to warn us about all the bridge collapses that surround the Mothman. There was in Point Pleasant and I think Chicago, there was two bridge collapses after the Mothman was there. So they're like, it's an omen warning us or it's causing the collapses and it's essentially a demon or a deity or something coming in. And again, that's kind of like what put me off originally from it. Um, and again, there's been a few reports that associated it with religious connotations. There was some Christian in a trailer that said it was pagan worshippers. That was like one report. But most of them mainly just describe it. So I, I, I think that some people just put a religious connotation on it and there's not much evidence besides the bridge collapses that just kind of happened twice when the Mothman was there. Um, so personally... If we see as this as a flesh and blood creature, which again is what I normally default to just because it's the most provable, it's the most plausible the majority of the time. Um, not that spiritual creatures don't exist, but I'm saying just for this one, it seems likely that it could be just a flesh and blood creature. And so my idea was there was some mammal in North America, I don't know which mammal that's still difficult to find but it was a mammal and it evolved to have these wings like of evolution similar to a bat where it just evolved these membrious wings from what used to be hands or whatever it was and that sort of thing a lot of people think it could be a bird um but i kind of ruled that out just because it has like i forget what specific characteristics but i remember like it doesn't have a beak it has fur it's got uh, membrious wings, it's tall, all that sort of thing. I was like, so this is sort of a mammal. And you can see a lot of animalistic characteristics in it. So I, my theory, again, is just that some mammal evolved a lot of bat-like features, and that's about it. And even the red glowing eyes, people say that's very unlikely. It happens a lot in nature where things have reflective eyes. A lot of people call them glowing but I haven't seen a single report actually say glowing. They said when I shone, shine the light on it, it looked like it was glowing, but a lot of people said it was reflective. It was like red reflectors. So it doesn't actually really have glowing eyes. It just has like bright red that reflects light quite often. So it does seem plausible that it would just be a mammal evolving bat-like features. Well, so yeah, the, the way that you're describing it to me, because my first, like when I think of the Mothman, I think of like, it has like feathery wings. Um, it has like the head of like an owl or like it's it's kind of shaped like that, or at least like most pictures like, you know, kind of depict that a little bit. But what you're saying is it's almost more bat like in the sense where like the wings 
our like skin, <laughs> I guess not like skin, yeah. but like they, they call it membrane swings. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of the features are kind of like what drew me to think it's not owl like because a lot of people say I remember super bald head. Um, it has the eyes. I haven't seen many other features of the head. I know it has talons or hooves on its feet or something like that. People have mentioned that before, but it also has like primate shaped feet, which is a weird combination. And I, membrious wings, which is again, just that like skinny sort of feel. Um, and the way that evolution worked with bats is like the, what used to be hands i think like kind of what our hand bones look like got extended and had the skin in between connect and that's kind of like what the wings are made of um in layman's terms um and so a lot of people describe the same thing of those wings and it's black and it's six to ten feet tall and all that and it has all these features and that's kind of the conclusion i came to with all those features well, all right. My question is, is how the hell did it get the name the Mothman if all of these or, or not? I mean, OK, maybe not all, but like most of the reports are n- like nothing of like a moth. Because like when I think of a moth, you know, like it, I don't know, it doesn't look at anything like what you're describing. <laughs> so like who came up with the name Mothman and why? Like that's just that doesn't make any sense because he doesn't have antennas. Do moths have antennas? Uh, <laughs> Moths have antennas, I, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah. So, like, why why the Mothman? Why not, like, I don't know, the Demon Man or, like, the, I don't know, Vampire Man or, like, you know, Bat... No, I guess not Batman. Batman. But, <laughs> but it just... To me, the name Mothman, it doesn't make sense to me after all the reports that you're saying are describing it in a way that does not even resemble a moth. Because moths are, moths are tan, too. Yeah. So... And all the description of it are like, it's dark. What you were saying, like gray, black, brown. So, and the thing that you're saying about the eyes too, how it's when they, you're saying when like light reflects off of them, it, it, it has that red hue to it, I guess. Yes. It's if you ever seen red reflectors on like a bike or whatever, that's kind of what it looks like. So it's almost like cat eyes because I have two cats and like in like when it's dark out or whatever, but like I shine my like cell phone light or whatever in the dark, their eyes will glow. So is it almost maybe something like that that the Mothman has for eyes? Um, I'm not entirely sure because I looked into the cat thing and it's a very specific sort of thing, but it wouldn't be like something I'd rule out either. Um, so I'm kind of 50-50 on the cat eyes idea. And as for the name Mothman, I did find the original newspaper that gave it that name from Point Whoa. Pleasant. The, it, so it was Point Pleasant's fault for naming it the it Mothman. It is, yes. <laughs> there was a lot of names being thrown around, and that's just the one that Ooh. stuck. It was, what what other names the, did they have? Um, I don't know. There might have been like Demon <laughs> Man and stuff. Uh, oh. <laughs> I don't entirely remember. But they had the monster mothman and i remember moth and man had a space in between and so there was like a few details that were different from what the name is now so it just kind of evolved over time so it's like oh it's a monster it's a it's a man it's a moth they were just throwing names in there because i mean i don't know all insects have membrious wings right like what i was just describing with the bats that's technically what insects have too they have the their wings are made of membrious material Mm -hmm. and um some people would argue the moth was agrees with the four arms theory, like the wings and the arms. And that's why they called it a Mothman. Um, 
but I'm not entirely sure on that because it's just kind of, I guess, the beady eyes and the wings and all that. People gave it a bunch of different names, and Moth was one of them, and for some reason that's what stuck because it was the newspaper giving these names, right? They didn't know as much as the people who had the sightings. They just got the basic newspapers that, or or the conversations they had with a friend. They There might have been some game of telephone going on that ended up making it seem like it's a moth. Well, that's bad journalism right there. That's, you know, you got to get, you got to talk to people. You have to talk to the people that actually encountered it. So you're not making stupid names like this. Yeah, I'm, I remember, sorry. I, I'm pretty sure the original <laughs> newspaper wasn't covering a report. It was no. just talking about how there was a string of sightings. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, here, here's my next question then. So you're saying that it, it possibly was a mammal that evolved, right? Yeah. So what, what are, so what's the deal with all the sightings then of the owl that looks strangely familiar? Do you know what, what do you know what I'm talking about? I think there was something like a harpy owl, harpy eagle. I don't remember what it was. There was some like barn owls, whatever. Um, that's not a theory that I think has much credence. I've looked into it before, and the idea that because there was like firefighters, police officers, hunters. If they can't tell the difference between a three foot tall owl and a seven tall foot black red eyed creature, um, I'm sorry, then you need to find another job as a police officer <laughs> that's meant to stay alert, as a firefighter that's meant to stay alert, as a hunter, right? As a trapper, as I, I don't know. There was a bunch of different professions I found. If you, you need to find another job if you can't tell the difference. <laughs> well, and here, here's my thing too. And like, I, uh, it, and when we, when we talk about cryptids, when we talk about like anything in like the, like the mystery realms of like the world and everything like that, it is so hard to discredit people that have been doing stuff. Like, like we were saying, hunters, people that have been in like that area, for years and years and years and then they see something that they've never seen before and like they they know it they know every single animal um and then it's like no i saw this seven foot tall creature that had wings and it looked like a man and like i don't know what it was it's like are you gonna tell me you're gonna sit there and you're gonna criticize this person for seeing something that they know that they saw and like that's why i'm i'm passionate about this is because like (laughs) i i I want to believe that what people are saying, they really did see. Now, I will say, though, there are people out there that just make stuff up, like fabricate yeah. stuff, just like, you know, just because they want attention. Like pretty, it would be pretty crazy if that were true, because if we look at Bigfoot, for example, on the BFRO website, there's over 70,000 reports there alone. And if you're trying to tell me that there's some cult going out in the woods, <laughs> dressing up with these perfect costumes, putting perfect scarring on their feet, throwing 20 pound rocks like baseballs. Mm-hmm. And they've done this since 20,000 years ago, because there's the legend of the Sabe from the uh, indigenous population. And so they they go back 20,000 years. There's 70,000 of them roaming the woods, doing all this stuff. And you're telling me this delusional conspiracy theory is more likely than there's an ape in North America. Then I'm sorry, that's just Occam's razor. <laughs> and that's that's the thing too, is like there's just I, I believe that like things can change. You know, like it like when for instance 
you know, and we'll, we'll just take like basketball for instance, and someone makes like a really weird shot or something like that. And you, you wouldn't think that would be possible, but you see it happen and no one's done it before. Well, the same thing could be plausible for like all these cryptids and like all this weird stuff that's happening just because you haven't seen it yet. Doesn't mean that it's not possible. Um, And you had talked about how many encounters there were with Bigfoot. How many encounters did the Mothman have with people, I guess, in like, so that that string in like the 1950, what was the years again? It was 19. 1960 was Point Pleasant and more recently, like 2011 to 2020, the 2020s for Chicago. So I guess in the in the 1960s, do you know how many people or how many people in that town actually had the like the encounter with the Mothman? Um, so I looked at the list of reports and newspaper sightings, and a lot of it was repeats. So it was kind of difficult to get a understanding of it. But I'm pretty sure it was something 20 to 100, something like that. I know that's a broad range, but <laughs> that's, was, like, that's, that's like saying I like Skittles and I like lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it might have been like 50, 20, 100, something like that. Um, but I know in total, uh, again, there was like six, 700 reports. Um, so, and if you think about it, like a lot of people are gonna, are gonna think like, who am I going to tell about this? I'm not going to say anything. And I hear a lot of reports where they're like, I've never told anyone this, or this was my mom's report or whatever. So the chances are that like one in a hundred actually report it one in one in two, if you want to like be conservative about it. But mm-hmm. that means like there's probably thousands of Mothman reports out there that no one's reported as well. Um, so it's probably fairly common. I think that happens a lot with a lot of this stuff. And I, you see it all the time on like the TV shows, um, with, like even like ghosts and everything like that, where it's just like they don't know where to go. They don't know who to talk to. And yeah. then just, you know, like finally one day like they're, they reach out to somebody and tell them. So I, I would agree with you. Like that, I think that's pretty, I think that's okay to say like 20 to a hundred because there may, there might be people who are just like, I don't want to be labeled as crazy. I don't want to, I don't want the people asking me questions about this, you know, like, so yeah. there are and those. I know there were some people, sorry to cut you off, but there no. was people from O'Hare National Airport. There was this one sighting from they were loading a truck i think and there was like 10 people who did the same sighting of mothman behind a fence it was seven feet tall it flew straight up in the air and like 10 different people reported that and one of them essentially said they were explicitly told not to report it um and i'm pretty sure there's a few people out there that are gonna that were saying like there's no benefit that's gonna come from me reporting this but i'm gonna do it anyways because it's been driving me crazy Mm -hmm. um so there's that too so speaking of that, where they were being told not to say anything, um, something that I, I saw recently, like I'm big into the unsolved mystery uh, TV show, like the one from the nineties, like that. I don't know the, the whole, the guy's name, the host, but he's so fucking creepy. And like, he does <laughs> such a good job at like that show. I could watch, I wish that like there was a million shows uh, or episodes on that show, but um. There was an episode about the Mothman, and I remember him saying that the men in black came to that town and would were showing up at people's houses 
and telling them not to say anything. So is this this is what happened at the airport? Is that the same thing? Were there were there men in black that came there and just were like, hey, just shut up. You didn't see anything. Um. So yeah, even in like the reports with men in black, 99% of all involved usually don't know what's going on. Um, and 99% of reports, there's not going to be the men in black. But in that one, there, I, I would assume that they knew something or didn't want something to get out. They might not even know what's going on, but they're just like, it's bad for business, something like that. And I heard like another one, like it was pretty crazy one where it's like, oh, Mothman was meeting with an alien and these two people disappeared. And now I'm being harassed. Like someone actually said after I saw Mothman, someone came and visited me while I was alone. And then my friend came back from the bathroom and then they ran away. So it's definitely plausible that men in black sort of people are involved in the Mothman, but probably not in every report, maybe in like five, 10 of them that I've read. What do, what do you think? Do you think the the men in black know something about the Mothman? Or do you think the government, I guess, knows something about the Mothman and are trying to keep people quiet? Because that's my biggest thing is, look, why? What is the purpose between making people shut up about this? Like, I don't understand. Like, why, why, why do we have to be quiet about yeah. it? There's a lot of theories behind why they'd want to keep people quiet. Like with aliens, it might be they're reverse engineering the technology and don't want it to get out. Um, one time they tried to hide pumas in North America, I think it was, because they think it would cause a panic, which is like a mild thing. So if imagine wait, people knew Bigfoot existed. Wait, wait, wait. Um, like, the, like the cat, the puma? The cat puma, yes. What? There was a government <laughs> thing to try and disprove them. What? Yeah. Um, no way. <laughs> I, I, and I've been working with a uh, Missy Sterling. She has a YouTube channel. She covered crawlers and portals and stuff. I don't know. She has a thousand subscribers at this point. And she got contacted by someone from the Army Corps of Engineers. And I think that's a part of the government. And essentially, when they saw the image of the cave crawler, they flooded the area. Um, there was this big flood. I forget what it was called. But there was an actual flood, and this flood was in the news. And they essentially said they caused it to try and kill the creature. And a lot of times they do that sort of thing. So they just want to, like, kill it. They don't want it to get out. They wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on one second. See, wait, did you're saying that someone from the military called called this person and told them what they did? Like, what the they, military... They not only told them what they did, they gave them, like, certain facts that would kind of prove their point that are public knowledge. Stuff like, oh, why didn't they slowly flood the area? Instead, they... Like, because I think it's public knowledge that they could have, like, done something with the flood. It was a dam or something. And they kind of, like, just hit a whole flood in the area rather than slowly filling it up, um, which would have, like, saved lives or something. And they're like, why wouldn't we do that if it was if we were trying to do what the publicly stated purpose was? Something like that. I don't entirely remember it, but they were essentially saying that the whole time. And so they're on my list of the men in black because I don't <laughs> think it's just one organization. But yeah, they were talking about the like, how they work with the park rangers. Um and they're trying to keep people safe. Like, think about the park rangers specifically. They have a business to run. If people stop going to national parks because Dennis Martin goes missing in the 60s. Then, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be bad for business. A lot of I, I'm assuming it's businesses that like don't want they, they don't want to lose business. They're people who just don't want to cause panic. There are people who don't want the fact that they know to get out because knowledge is power. That sort of thing. There's a there's a multitude of reasons. But I think in the case of Mothman, it's something like that. 
I feel like, you know, at least for me, if you were to say, you know, this town, like, yep, the Mothman is real. There's sightings here. That would be someplace I would want to go to try to see it. You know, I feel like it would have the opposite effect where it's like, no, like that's it's good for businesses. Like, you know, like we're yeah, we're, and Point Pleasant has a festival every year and it brings in a million dollars every time they hold it or something like that. See, so like what why so that's my thing too, is like why if if it's bringing in business, and that would be a that's my that's my fighting point right there. That's, that's my example. If they can rake in a million bucks and the Mothman isn't even around anymore, to like you know, it doesn't. <laughs> the Mothman isn't like the Groundhog where it comes out every year and is like, hey, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I, I, the UFO thing makes sense. Like I could understand, like okay, United States or whatever government they have a UFO, reverse engineer it. Now they're the ones with the superior technology, yada yada, like. That makes sense. But like the Mothman, like it's not like the Mothman's going to fight for any government agency or anything like that. So I find that or even like Bigfoot, for instance, like we keep bringing back to Bigfoot. But like, I again, I just don't understand. Like what's I'm, I'm very confused. I, I hate it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, there's again a multitude of reasons. It doesn't have to be the ones I mentioned. Yeah. Um, I made a list somewhere, but I've kind of forgotten where it was. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but there's like a lot of different reasons um, for cover-ups of cryptids, and a lot of them are really shady. Sometimes involve money. Um, I remember there's one theory. I don't I don't believe in it, but if you look at the Patterson Gimlin film, um, which again one of the best proofs of Bigfoot out there. I haven't seen any. Like I made a video on it. No one's been able to dispute it um anyways what's the, the video called what's the video called uh it, it's called the uh, patterson gimlin film and analysis of behavior very wordy um okay. so i i essentially just analyzed and i was like oh it's probably trying to make a diversionary display uh because it probably has a young child nearby and it's trying to get these hunters away from it um oh, and this oh. is like a reported thing in animals so anyways i put a bunch of like reports uh not reports scientific articles analyzing the film and there was i think 200 comments on the video and not a single one was able to dispute them i've been talking with people i keep responding to them no one's able to do it and they eventually either give up or send <laughs> so many emojis that i give up um, so anyways this video i made i got in contact with someone else on reddit and they told me of the massacre theory um there's certain things that weren't didn't work about it but there was one part they mentioned that really worked for me i don't know if anyone else has brought this up but they said essentially the lumber industry wanted to build there and if they knew bigfoot like bigfoot's a threat it it might be nice it might be bad but it has killed people and so they're like we need to get rid of it we need to do a massacre and so they just killed all the bigfoot in the area and didn't want anyone to know about it because then they'd have to relocate they'd have to make safety measures and that's very costly and so it could be something similar to that for the Mothman. Uh, again, I don't really believe in that theory for the uh, for the Patterson Gimlin film, but that was like the best part of it for me, and I think that can apply to other scenarios. I think that's a I think that's a pretty good point that you bring up, or whoever you were talking to, is that yeah. um, the fact that like you know other businesses, like you said, the logging industry, things like that, they want to be somewhere, but they don't want to you know, deal with like, cause what was it? It was the, I think it was an owl too that, uh, was like in not endangered, but it was, it, ah, uh, what, what was it? It was like, they, it was really big where this logging company wanted to be, but some people threw a fit about it. And I think like the logging industry in that area, like nearly like 
you know, like went under because of it, because like they couldn't work there anymore. So like, you know, just killing off an entire species might be faster and easier because, you know, then you get to keep, you know, making business. But you think if something like that, like, let's say it was the Mothman, Bigfoot, whatever, you think one of these people would have either a taken a picture of it, you know, because people are always doing that. Like, even if it was like but the massacre theory essentially said the Patterson Gimlin film is. Um, yeah. And the Mothman's pretty fast and it doesn't like light, but I don't know. Sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. No, 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 no. It, it, it's fine. Um, but yeah, it, uh, that's essentially what I was saying. Like, it just seems like there'd be some sort of evidence from the people that were killing them off, whether it be like, you know, like someone keeps like a fingernail or like a hand or like, you know, just like, like one of the skulls you think someone, and then like, where did all the bodies go? That'd be another thing. It's like, okay, let's say they burned them. Well, the bones, you know, bones take more than, you know, just like a campfire to burn. So you think there'd be all those remains too. Um, and same thing, like well, even with the Mothman, I'm sure there'd be some sort of remains too, if they were getting rid of them. But yeah. yeah. Um, there are a few cases where I've heard of remains of Bigfoot. So there was these Yeti uh, fingers and scalp in the Himalayas, I believe. Um, and they essentially knew that colonizers were going to come and you know what colonizers do. They take all the stuff for themselves and put it in their museums and all that. And these were supposed to be relics. So they essentially replaced them with fakes. And if you look at the story of the Minnesota Iceman, someone shot and killed a Bigfoot and they paraded it around in their tractor museum. Um, and then they crossed the border and they came back with a fake and they said, yeah, it was too valuable. Um, but honestly, I think like a man in black took talked to them at the border, whatever. But they essentially went and said they hit it and then they came back with fake. But beforehand, two scientists anal- analyzed it and they said, yeah, this is like a new species or whatever. And there are like hair samples that come back as nothing we've seen before. and People kind of just ignore it. Um, and if you think of the fossil record, we have maybe less than 5% of the primate fossil record. There was a scientist that said that. I forget who. Um, but it's very rare to actually find bones. We, we've a very limited understanding. People under, people overestimate how much science currently knows and how well some of the systems work. Like it's, it's doing well, but we have less than 5% of the fossil records. A lot of the bodies get covered up because of, again, who knows why. Um, so yeah, there, there's a possibility that there have been bodies or other things have happened and this sort of thing occurred. Well, Especially if there's, I think, like very few of that species, whether it be, you know, whatever we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they, you know, like animals start eating them, whatever happens to them. And they're like, the, you're, you're not going to find as many bones. You're not going to find as much evidence of these things. And the sightings of them are going to be very far and few in between. Like, like we're talking about with like with the Mothman, there's a lot of sightings in the 50s or in the 60s. And then it seems like it kind of drizzled down. And then, now, like in the 2000s, a couple it's starting to kind of pick up just a little bit more. So like maybe, who knows, relocating? I don't know. But yeah, I think uh, like if you look at, say, Bigfoot, they could be intelligent enough to bury their bodies. If you mm-hmm. think of cave crawlers, the one I was mentioning before, they live in caves. They might die down there. Um, if you think of Mothman, they might migrate. They might do whatever. They might. Who knows? There's a million different reasons we won't find a body. Um, I don't want to just make up excuses, but you know, it's, 
how how often do you go out in the woods and just see a body laying on the ground? It, right? Ex- exactly. Things up. Things will eat it up. <laughs> and that and that's that's a big argument too. And I I thought about that. Like I grew up in you know Minnesota up north or whatever. There's plenty of times where me and my buddies were walking through the woods and we'd find like you know. Um, like a dead raccoon or like maybe like a deer, but that stuff is really like deer up North. There's like a million of them. So like in the fact that like we didn't see them all the time, but like maybe, you know, like once a year, you'll see like roadkill, but you won't. Yeah. If there's a big body, they're going to go for it. Exactly. And the fact that like, okay, the Mothman, Bigfoot, whatever we're talking about, they're very few. You're not going to find all of that stuff. And again, creatures are going to eat that stuff, take the bones other places. And then what you were saying, if they're intelligent enough to bury them, you know, like they're going to be way underneath the ground. You're going to have to actually dig for that stuff. Yeah. And it, it may take, you know, 200 years from now if like one of those bones coming up. So, yeah. And like with cryptids, and uh, a big feature of cryptids is usually that they will hide from humans. So if they die, it'll be away from all human interaction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, I don't know if you you know this, but maybe, maybe you did some research on this or you found something when you were doing your research. What are some of the effects that the Mothman had when he had these encounters? So like as far as like the people that he encountered, like, OK, let's let's take UFOs and everything like that. Sometimes like people report like getting like motion sickness and you know, like sunburn, like they have, you know, things like that. Now with any of the encounters with the Mothman, was there anything like this that happened? Yeah, there was mainly just like senses of fear that'll like paralyze in you. And I think there was one report that was, oh, I sense pure evil, but that's not, I don't know if that's anything besides just feelings of seeing it. Because if you see like a tiger, you might feel the same thing. So I don't know if that's anything unique. Um, but there were some effects like that, I know. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, and yeah, there was one religious person actually who essentially said, Oh, I got a demonic presence from that. But I don't know how you can quantify feeling a demonic presence. So I wouldn't. And that was one person. So I'm not entirely sure in that. Well, I guess maybe because, like, you know, again, the fact that, like, those bridges collapsed because people died from that, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe it was, like, the sense of, like, maybe maybe not demonic, but maybe, like, this creature – because, like, who knows? Like, the creature may have had something to do with the bridge collapse, and I'm not saying that it did or didn't, but, like – Maybe, like, I had the idea at some point that it just – attacks bridges for some biological reason <laughs> it just has a, a habit of that just has something a grudge it. yeah it has a grudge so it's a bridge killed its family or something <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean it, it could be something like that where like the religious person or whatever you know who encountered the mothman just like it had a sense of something like bad happening and they equated it to like you know evil or a demon or something like that yeah People use their own uh, subjective experiences and relate whatever they see in reality to that. So maybe there was some sense of fear or whatever, and they called it demonic. Maybe there is some reason for the bridge collapsing, like it sees the metal, it doesn't like metal, something like that. I don't know. I know it chases cars. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and it can go like 160 miles per hour chasing cars. And 
maybe it just has this thing against metal because it doesn't like lights either. So maybe it's attacking that. Who knows? But a lot of people will associate it with other things. And it's kind of like muddles the reports of it because we can't be entirely sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting that you bring that up because I, I totally had forgotten about that was another thing that in that episode from Unsolved Mysteries was that I think it was a group of teenagers were like out and about and then they like they saw it and then they just like they sped away but they were going close to like 100 miles an hour down the road and it kept up with them and that that's just insane to think about that like that a creature because i don't think an owl because again like some people think it was like an owl or something like that i don't think owls can fly i mean i i'm, I'm no owl expert maybe they can i don't know if, if you're listening to this and you know a lot about owls please leave in the comments if i'm you know, an idiot and they do fly faster than that. But I don't, I don't think owls fly that fast. Yeah. I think like eagles or whatever might be able to, but mm -hmm. a common barn owl is a little slower as far as I, I, I didn't look this up before. So I don't know. This is just speculation, but I would assume something of that size or whatever wouldn't be that fast. Um, and I think, I think I saw that report you were talking about with the teenagers and it reminds mm -hmm. me of a commonality I actually see with the Mothman, kind of a fun fact. They, um, they aren't very good at walking. They're very clumsy and awkward and they'll like keep their wings to the side and I guess waddle like a penguin. Um, and I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny to bring up. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, that's, that's funny. Cause I think I'm, I can visualize what you're talking about. Cause I think bald Eagles are the same way. They like, they, they <laughs> move from like right to left with their, like their wings out. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but no, I just looked it up. The, it looks like owls average about 40 miles per hour. Yeah. So it's, I would assume that this thing that's been reported chasing cars like a hundred times wouldn't be just an owl that's super fast somehow no no that's yeah that's that's crazy now next question about the mothman do you think the mothman has anything against people um well i know i've i've had a singular report talking about its diet where it grabbed a squirrel so it might be like carnivorous or omnivorous so mm -hmm. it might have those animal instincts um of being just afraid of them or wanting to attack them because of predatory instincts. I don't think it has necessarily a vendetta of any sort. Um, <laughs> kind of just like most other animals where it's it's it, it feels the same way as a lot of other animals or predators or whatever, where it wants to avoid us and it might see us as a meal and that might be about it. Yeah, because I, I mean... I think the same thing kind of goes with like with sharks too. Like sharks don't intentionally like they're carnivorous. Yeah. They like they eat seals and everything like that. And they'll take a bite out of a human, but like they don't mean to like really eat, I guess, us unless they're really hungry. Um, but I guess, yeah, because I haven't heard of any sort of reports of like the Mothman, like, you know, biting someone's arm off or like anything yeah, like that. It usually just runs it light. Uh, when it sees light and then it'll chase cars, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, if you believe the omen theory where it's an omen helping to warn of the bridge collapse, then there's that. Um, if you believe it's a demon that has a vendetta against bridges, then it's the opposite, I guess. <laughs> um, but that's kind of like not as easy to prove or understand. So I would say, again, it's just kind of that basic level, similar to sharks. All right. 
Well, I mean, we covered a lot of stuff now talking about Mothman. Is there anything that you feel like the audience or anyone listening should know? Or if there's any particular story or any other information about the Mothman that's, you know, that's kind of relevant and kind of important to know? Um, I can't really think of much. I guess in terms of cryptids, I'll usually try to think about how dangerous there are and any um, hints I would give. Um, with a lot of stuff like Bigfoot and cave crawlers, I just say lock your doors, lock your windows. With Mothman, it doesn't stick around long, um, and it hasn't really done anything to ever, anyone. So I would, I wouldn't really say anything in terms of that. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't think there's much I have to say about it. Okay. All right. Well, Ethan, thank you for coming on. I mean, we talked a lot about a lot of different stuff, how, you know, it's potentially, it's not even a moth. It's, it, it's a bat. You know, we talked about that. Yeah. That's, it's a Batman. That's what it is. It's not Batman. a moth, man. This is Batman <laughs> country of life. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it was not just around in the sixties. That's something that I thought, um, was the case that it was like only oh, there. Yeah. But- the minority of the reports were actually in the sixties. So. Yeah, that's pretty but, interesting. But you shed some light that it was like there was reports dating, dating before the 60s. And then now even today in the 2000s, we're looking at more reports coming up, which is which is great. Because you know what? I'd love to see the Mothman. Um, if you if you want to go like celebrate the Mothman, I guess, what was it? Point, Point uh, Pleasant has their festival. Um, do, you know the, do you know the date on that? I don't know, but <laughs> I think you can look it up and they'll have their uh, – uh, their yearly festival i think it's yearly um and i think right now most of the reports if you want to if you want to go looking for it i'm not going to take responsibility if you waste <laughs> doing this but it would be in o'hare national airport chicago i think has, is where the epicenter has been okay awesome well i'll definitely have to do some digging around um Thank you for taking a listen. Ethan, thank you again for coming on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, keep your eyes out for more updates on our social media page for what's coming up next. And remember, we aren't looking for normal. We want stuff that's effing weird. don't you have a speaker in every room in your home? Does it seem like a huge investment or a daunting task to set up yourself? At Dio, we finally made simple, affordable speakers that you can set up in every room in under a minute. No app or voice assistant needed. Just play from your iPhone to any speakers. It's that simple. Get our launch discount at dioconnect.com forward slash blind knowledge. Hi there, my name is Chris. I'm the host of the Cult Film Companion Podcast. We are the home of movies that are off, under, and ahead of the cinematic radar. I'm a firm believer that a cult movie can come from any time period, any director, any movie studio, and covers a wide variety of genres, often within one single movie. It's all about the legacy that these movies have built up over time. Please tune into the Cult Film Companion Podcast, and remember to keep it cult. But don't drink the Kool-Aid, because it'll make you sick. Or kill you. Take care.